Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas, and I am so happy to be with you guys this week. If you're new around here, thank you for stopping by. And if you're one of my faithful listeners who've maybe been listening for a while or have listened to at least two or three episodes, then I'm going to just ask you, girl, have you left a review yet? Because, you know, they do help the show. If you would be so kind as to leave a review, that would be great. And this week, what we're going to actually get into is a pretty common phenomenon, if you will. And this is, my husband got mad at me for getting mad at him. How dare he? He's the one that done the thing that upset me. And when I tried to tell him about it, he got mad at me. How dare he? Well, thank you so much to the listener who wrote in this question. And I wanted to make sure that I gave really everybody the opportunity to hear my answer and decided to just record a quick episode. So if this has ever happened to you, or if you know of a friend who it's happened to, please come on, jump in. Let's listen. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the Gracefield Wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the Gracefield Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. So let me ask you, has that ever happened to you where your husband gets mad at you for getting mad at him and you're feeling all kinds of upset about it because you feel like he's the one who did the thing wrong first? Why should you need to apologize, right? Has this ever happened? This, my friends is the very definition of the crazy cycle or the anger cycle. Now, I know I owe you guys a whole episode on the crazy cycle. I'm going to record that and it will be coming up over the next two weeks or so. But what this is, is he does something that upsets you and then you do something that upsets him and then he gets mad at that and then you get mad at him for getting mad at that. And basically it becomes one big cycle of angry fights and craziness, right? Okay, so what do we do? What do we do when this happens? Because at the end, he still did the thing that you're upset about and you don't really know how to react because he's now mad at you and now you have to put out this fire of him being mad at you and he's all cranky and what are you going to do? Well, let's start. Let's hear it. When this question came in, 
through my inbox what the first thing that I thought about and the first thing that we discussed, we ended up having a coaching session around this. So understand that if you guys uh, write me with questions, there's some things that I will just answer on the podcast. And there's other things that I might say, you know what, maybe we should take this to a coaching session so that we can really flesh it out for your own specific situation. But essentially, here's the deal, right? My first question how do we communicate that anger to him? So he does the thing that upsets you. How do you let him know that you're upset? Are we letting him know in a way that's like, that, 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 that. why did you do that? You always do this, that, 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 that. And like we kind of blow up, which is then gives him what he thinks in his head is justification to be angry at you for being angry at him. Like that's the first thing that I ask is how are we saying it? Because then if that's the case, he may be wrong, but we've just kind of given away all of the leverage, if you will, that we might have with our reaction. And then sometimes what happens is his subsequent reaction. So like him getting mad at our angry reaction is then even worse than what the actual thing is. Sometimes the punishment doesn't fit the crime, if you will, where it's like, okay, you don't need to turn around and not speak to me for five days now because you didn't like my reaction. Ladies, I have been there. So many of us have all been there in these shoes, right? That is why that's my question first thing is how do we communicate our displeasure or dissatisfaction with our husband for whatever the thing is that he did so number one how do we communicate that anger because if that anger is the thing that's triggering him let's take a look at first how it is that we might have communicated that number two have we set any boundaries in our marriage what boundaries might be either missing or maybe that we're not clear about or that are not distinct enough for him to follow, right? Because we haven't been clear about those boundaries or we constantly let him step over the boundary that we've set and so now he doesn't know. So do we need to set some boundaries and where and around what? Maybe the boundaries that need to be set have to do with the way he speaks to you when he gets angry, where the conversation becomes something like, you're allowed to be angry, you're allowed to voice your frustration, I cannot allow you to speak to me that way. So when you are feeling better, when you're in a better mood, maybe we'll talk. Or is it, um, if it's not the way he speaks to you, maybe it's the length of time that he goes without speaking to you, where you say, you know what? If I get it, we just had an argument. You may not be ready to speak right now. That's fine, but it's been three days. Meaning, are we letting the silent treatment go on for too long? Maybe that's something that needs to become a boundary. Let me also clarify what I mean by boundaries, right? If you have not listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. But essentially, the boundary is the property line. On his side of the fence is what he owns. On your side of the fence is what you own. So if you you own, you're going to own your reactions, right? You own your reactions, your feelings, all of that around the things that he does. On the other hand, he owns 
his reactions and feelings, etc., around the things that he does. So when he gets angry at you, he owns that. He can't blame, oh, you make me angry. He owns the angry. So understand, we own our, our anger. We own all of that. But we are able to let our spouse know what we will tolerate, right? And this is not to be in some sort of controlling or demeaning type of way, but we are allowed to say, I won't tolerate you speaking to me that way, or I won't tolerate you leaving the house and then not coming back for two days. Not to say that your husband's doing that, but you know, I mean, there, there is places where you could say, that's not okay. That is not okay with me. I'm not going to tolerate that. How you present that again, how you react to his actions, those are what's on your side of the fence. So going back to my question, are there boundaries or are the things that you will and will not tolerate for each other? Have those been made clear and have they been made clear in a loving and constructive way, right? Versus saying, I'm not going to let you do this to me. Blah, 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 blah. Mm, how do you think that's going to help the argument? Probably not very much. So what do we do to move forward? Let's have some steps to move forward. First of all, number one, let's say you messed up. You messed up because he did the thing that pissed you off and you blew up at him. If that's the case, go ahead and check out my episode that where I talk about stopping an argument before it starts. And I talk about L-A-S-T, which was leading with the apology, asking not to be interrupted, stating your request, and then telling him or showing him that you love him. So go ahead and listen to that episode. It's longer, but it goes through that little process in detail. So if you, if you messed up, own it own your mistake. Wouldn't you want him to own his mistakes? So own your mistake. Keep your head up high. Own it with pride and say, well, not so much pride, but maybe own it with humility and come to him in that place, in a place from a place of humility and say, hey, I messed up. I'm sorry. I, I blew up and I, I shouldn't have spoken to you that way. I'm sorry. And then you can say it would really be meaningful to me if blah, 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 blah. Again, go check out the episode. So that's one. That's if you've already messed up. But if you feel it coming on, if you if you recognize, oh, oh there it is. I, I feel the cycle starting. I'm about to blow up at him because I'm mad at him because he did this thing. Now is where you get the chance to make it different going forward. So examine, we already talked about, examine how you're currently expressing your anger and frustration. Think about that. Notice what you're doing. Notice what you're doing that may be triggering him. Now I want you to stop and breathe. Stop and breathe before you communicate that anger to him. Is there a better way to say the thing that you were going to say? Is there? Let's think about that. Let's try to say it in a different way than say it in the way that you probably were going to say it without thinking. Next, and again, I talk about this in my episode about the argument before it stops, where I talk about last L-A-S-T, and that is we're going to present our statements as interests versus positions. In other words, you did this, you always blah, 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 I hate when you blah, 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 those are positional statements. But if you state your interest to him, 
babe, it's really important to me when you come home for dinner on time because I like I, it's important to me to have dinner as a family. That's a totally different way that you're stating what's important to you. You might be saying the same thing, right? The other way may be really just expressing your anger. But when you really let him know, like, what is the interest that you can, that sometimes you guys have shared interests, what is the interest that you have that you're sharing with him that he's going to really be hard pressed to get mad at you for, right? It's, if you say something like, it's important to me for the family to have dinner together. How can we have you here home on time more often or it's important to me to not have to worry about making you dinner only to have it be cold because you got home so late and then didn't call me that sort of thing so again a different way that you approach it and a different way that you communicate the same thing that's what I mean by stop and breathe before you communicate the anger remember the key here that we're looking to do is to communicate safety and vulnerability why because your husband is he's on the same team. You guys are on the same team. Remember this, aren't we? You may forget it. He may forget it. He may not believe it, but guess what? You are on the same team. So if you start to communicate with him in a way that he understands that you guys are on the same team and it is okay to talk, not only is it okay for him to communicate his needs and his wants and desires, it should be okay for you to do the same thing. But when we do them in a vulnerable way, when we do them in a vulnerable way, it helps all of a sudden, it like his his instincts kick in where he, he wants to come in and like protect you and take care of you and whatever. And hey, maybe you're like me and you're just like, mm, I don't need to be protected and, and taken care of. But my husband really comes alive when I, I need him when I need him to, to come and, and support me in, in some way. And so by me be, being vulnerable, when we're vulnerable with him, it helps him to feel loved and needed. Not And that's different from needy. That's different from codependent. There's a, I had a whole episode on that too. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about letting him know that we are so vulnerable, it, we're, we're going to talk to him. We're going to let him know what our struggles are or what we're thinking. Let me get, let me know what you guys thought about this episode. What are your thoughts on it? Am I missing anything? Is there something that happens in here that I'm missing that you want to know about? Let's chat about it. Either hit me up let's chat on Instagram or on Facebook. You can jump into my group or you can always email me. We can talk about that and we can also think about it guys. If you have something that you want to dive into for yourself, whether it is a whole system of getting back to a place of connection and vulnerability and love in, in your marriage, well, that's what the Grace Fields Marriage Method is for. You already know, gracefieldsmarriagemethod.gr8.com. It is ready. Go ahead. There's actually only a couple of days left for uh, your discount. You can go ahead and, and jump in on that, or we can grab a coaching session. We can grab a coaching session or a few, because maybe what you need is some word choices. Let's go through maybe dialogue, maybe role play a little bit of what word choices are you using when you're communicating these things with your husband? How could you make better word choices? And again, in the course, we go through a lot of this stuff 
that you will be able to learn all on your own and then come to me if you need additional support or come into the Facebook group, whatever, if you need additional support. I am so excited to have been here for you guys this week. I hope that was helpful. Let me know. Like I said, give the show a review. Let's hear from you. There's really some that's so meaningful besides me being a words of affirmation person, but no, what's in it for you? (laughs) What's in it for you guys? I think what's in it for you guys when you share the show and let other people know or reach out to me. When you reach out to me, it helps me create better content for you. It helps me come up with new topics for you. When you share it, it helps other people find the show, which makes the show better, which in the end makes it better for you. Love you guys. And until later this week. Hey, love. Thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.